Well, you know, we're hearing that 2022 might be another tough year for corn rootworm in parts of the Midwest. Does that pertain to Indiana? Yeah, we're glad to have with us this morning longtime Purdue entomologist Christian Krupke. Christian, you know, some know by past experience, but just to lay the groundwork for our conversation, talk about the kind of damage that corn rootworm can do to a crop and why this annoying little pest is such a critical issue. Sure. The the secret is all in the name, the corn rootworm. The roots is where it causes all the trouble. The larvae feeding on the roots. And if there are enough of them, you can lose enough root material that the plant can't uh, take in water. It can fall over. Then you can't pick that plant up at harvest time. So it's for a long time been the critical pest of corn in North America. Uh, It uh, is been tremendously adaptable. It's figured out every insecticide and every BT we've thrown at it so far. <laughs> wow. And probably always will. And I, mm. I think that gets to the second part of your question of why is this critter always one that we mention it? And it is because it's it's overcome everything so far. What kind of yield loss? I know that that's, <laughs> that's relative to how bad your infestation is, but I mean, just kind of give us a thumbnail sketch. Well, historically, the numbers could get pretty scary. You could get, you know, 50 20, 30%. Whoa. We haven't seen that in a long, long time. There are two reasons for that. Number one, our hybrids, independent of any insecticide or BT technology, our hybrids are just so much more durable and so much more competitive than they used to be. That's one reason. And the, the other reason is that we just, in Indiana, we re- have really low pressure from rootworm over the last decade plus. That was one of my next questions, you know, about how extensive the problem is. That, that's good to hear, actually, the state of Indiana. But still, we battle with it every year. What are the signs or maybe indications here in the early part of the season that maybe you're going to have a corn rootworm problem in your field this year? Well, there's going to be nothing for a while. So they overwinter as eggs. And right now they're in the soil, you know, a few inches to a foot or so down and they're dormant and they're very cold resistant. So people talk about this was a cold winter, a long winter, and it was, that's true, but that's not going to affect the rootworm eggs much. Uh, They don't have a lot of water in them to freeze and they're very cold tolerant. So around the end of May and early June, they start hatching, but you still can't see anything until a little bit later. uh, And we're getting into July, early July, if you dig up the roots then, you can see uh, whether there's been feeding. And you can see the larvae themselves will be there at that. But the way most producers know there's something going on is from the history of their field, if they see a lot of adults in August and September, the year before, they know, well, this is a field where there are going to be a lot of eggs laid. And that's usually how people monitor for them, either just by seeing them when they when they walk through the field at that part of the summer, or sometimes they'll put up yellow sticky traps, which attract the adults. And then you can, you can see what the pressure is there. You mentioned right at the outset that the reason they're called the corn rootworm is because they do a lot of damage to the roots of the plants. But I've seen the damaged adults also wreak havoc on our crops later in the growing season, not mm-hmm. just on the roots, but after they hatch. Yeah, and that was more so when we had these crazy rootworm infestations in the 80s and the 90s and the early 2000s. And I saw some of that. They would clip the silks, actually, and cause uh, inadequate fertilization of the ear. Those days are mostly behind us here in Indiana. We haven't seen numbers like that, as I said, in a long, long time. If we were having this interview and talking out in Nebraska or Iowa, it would be a different conversation. You mentioned that really don't have an issue until we get maybe into July. So my guess is, is that maybe weather does play a part in corn rootworm populations and perhaps soil temperatures? 
Soil temperatures are the, are the key to when they emerge. So when they start to hatch, we know they have to accumulate a certain number of warm soil days. And that usually, as I said, is late May, early June. It'll be more early June this year by the look of it. One big factor we found is that if you get a heavy rain, a saturating soaking rain in that part of the year, which as you know, we often do lately, especially, that's extremely hazardous to the rootworm health uh, because they now are little larvae. They're crawling around. They need to breathe air. If that soil is saturated with water, they drown. That's a huge mortality factor. So we've really seen that in the last few years, especially Illinois, Indiana, Ohio regions, where those heavy rains, the right time of year can be better than any insecticide we could ever dream of because they'll never be get resistant to drowning. So that's been uh, kind of a, a silver lining to the cloud of those heavy rains that we don't really love to get. But that, that's one blessing from them. Note to self, pray for rain mid-June. <laughs> Listen, we've obviously been battling corn rootworm for a long time. Good to know that we're maybe getting the upper hand here, but it seems also obvious that these pests uh, adapt to mitigation strategies. So uh, talk about solutions maybe for at least controlling the problem. Mm-hmm. The tried and true approach that still works in most of the country and is still the most efficacious way to do it is rotation. And most Indiana growers rotate mostly to soybean. But anytime you can interrupt that corn, corn, corn cycle, that helps a ton. The next thing that most growers reach for are the traded hybrids. So the below ground traits, we call them BT traits that ward off rootworm. Uh, Those still work. We don't have any reports of resistance to those in Indiana. And the important part there is to rotate, if possible, the traits used and rotate with other technologies if you need to, uh, like insecticides. So if there's one buzzword when it comes to rootworm management, it would be rotation. Rotate everything, change everything as often as you can. That's how you keep them off balance in terms of developing resistance. And that's the tried and true way to keep it from occurring in your field. So before I let you go, any other bad, nasty little critters that uh, you are monitoring this year and you think that perhaps it's going to be an issue for farmers? Well, um, I'd say the number one question I got over the winter and and giving talks over the winter talking to farmers was about the fall armyworm outbreak, which you may may have heard about or read about that occurred in um, late summer in August and September and primarily really tore up alfalfa. Uh, and some other small grains and people asking, well, does this mean that they're going to be back next spring and they're going to get into the corn and this is going to be a new pest? And the short answer is no, because they're not cold tolerant. That's a subtropical insect. Um, It just got blown up here by a sort of set of freak weather occurrences. Um, But none of those survived the winter. And so we hit a big reset. And so fall armyworm is no more likely to happen in 2022 than any other year. So that's something to not worry about rather than something to worry about. You are just a bundle of good news this morning. Christian Krupke, Purdue entomologist, thanks so much for your expertise this morning. We really appreciate it. You're welcome. Anytime. Podcasts by Federated Media.